This week on Erotic Awakening, Sex Parties, Club 42, and Motorcycle. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening Wait. right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, and as well as workshops by Dan and Don, are offered free of charge to our community. Because of the expenses involved, we're grateful to those that support us through Patreon and donations. What a we've got a list this this time around. Like Clarissa and Annette and Minotaurus, John, Cat and Phoenix, Akisha, Lily, and the amazing Jesse. So amazing, (laughs) Jesse. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Wow, we still have music going. You like this music, don't you? Uh, you know what? It, it does get a little lost into it. <laughs> Today in the podcast, uh, we will soon be talking to Leanne from the Polyphilia blog. And we are going to be talking about, among other things, sex parties. Don, have you ever been to a sex party? I'm, don't answer that. <laughs> I probably was there. <laughs> and Maybe. And then we have another international crowd of new subscribers to the newsletters and an interactive book I am looking forward to telling people about. Awesome. So, yeah, we got some new subscribers. But I want to jump back to the Patreon for a moment. Okay. Um, It is just really, you have been busting your little tail. Me? Yes. Yes. With all the live stuff you've been doing via Mm -hmm. Zoom and virtual conferencing and stuff. And... It's just really, uh, it's just a really nice feeling to see people saying, why, thank you. And some of them are saying thank you by writing us nice emails saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Some of them are saying, here's a buck, here's five bucks. Or um, like one of our amazing, I had to actually look up with it. Somebody hit a new tier this time. I had, that's a tier. Let me look that up and see what that means. So very cool. Very much appreciate everybody. So absolutely. So nice to be appreciated. But uh, I'm, it's really kind of fun doing all these Zoom workshops and stuff because I'm seeing a lot. I'm getting to know a lot of people that um, come to the same, you know, come to the different Zoom workshops. And it's uh, some of it's the same crowd. And then it, there's new people in each one. So and doing it Zoom, I get to meet people from around the world. So that's pretty amazing. That is that is pretty neat. So today on the podcast, we're going to open up by starting to talk to uh, Leanne from Polyphilia. Uh, we met Leanne uh, just recently via Hey There Catsuits podcast, What Women and Other Fantastic People Want. And I'm, I always screw up the name of that podcast, but we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and we know Polyphilia from her uh, sex-positive personal blog, meme page about all kinds of things like polyamory and non-monogamy and personal growth and stuff. And let's bring her on. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for being on the podcast tonight. Hey, happy to be here. So... I it's, it's, as, wait, it's really late where you are, isn't it? Is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like bedtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so I can't talk like too loudly, um, especially <laughs> given the topic um of this show. Fair, fair. <laughs> do you do you want to tell us where you're you're dialing in from, so to speak? Oh, um so I'm I'm in the UK, uh, more precisely in Wales. Um I'm actually currently with my partner's family. Um oh. but um <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it is eleven. Is eleven thirty? Well, approaching eleven thirty p.m. over here. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you both um, about sex parties and orgies and um, whatever else uh, we're going to discuss. We will see if we can avoid making it so loud that the anyone else walks in on you while we're having a party, <laughs> having, having a conversation. Um, so Don't worry, I've got my I've got my headphones in. It's all good. Perfect. <laughs> um, so. 
variety of things that I want to talk about. But let's start off by talking about when you say, we were talking earlier about organizing sex parties, and you said you've organized some sex parties. So what, let's start off by, what do you mean by a sex party? Because I don't want one person's definition to think it's one thing, and maybe somebody else thinks it's something else. Sure. Um, so to me, a sex party or an orgy, whatever you want to call it, um, is basically just like a regular party, except um, with the sexual element of it emphasized. Um, it, you know, kind of a lot of people just assume that it's, you know, you start the party and then everyone just kind of it's a pile of bodies and everyone falls on each other. It's absolutely not like that at all. Um, it's, you know, everyone mingles for a bit, everyone chats and then, you know, people go off in pairs or threes or larger groups. Um, and it's just as simple as that. And I guess, you know, the sexual element is definitely more emphasized. There's a bit more of an exhibitionism element to it. There's sometimes a bit of kink if people are into that. It's kind of just whatever, um, you know, you you want to, you know, get out of the experience. Um, so that was that is how I would define the sex party. So we have been to more than one of those. Yes. So that is, yes. <laughs> so when you are organizing a party like that, how do you find people... Not two questions, really. How do you find people to attend? And then do you do any kind of vetting of those people? Oh, absolutely. I think vetting is the most important thing. Um, I've definitely attended some sex parties that were not well vetted. And the consequences are that, you know, you, uh, people don't know what they're doing. Uh, there are some people who kind of don't respect the rules of the space. Um, there are some people who, you know, uh, if they're not well vetted, they could be a threat to the other members attending. Um, and yeah, so vetting is really important to me. And that's why I've only ever organized um, kind of small gatherings, like the largest gathering I have personally organized um, was 15 people. And these were all kind of friends and friends of friends and their partners uh, is all kind of a very kind of closed and intimate group. And that's kind of what I prefer. Um, but yeah, vetting, the vetting process is extremely important. And I think it's um, if you're organizing something bigger, um, I think it's really important to for every person who attends um, have someone to vouch for them. So, you know, if they do something wrong, then you can go, who let that person in here? And, you know, you ha they, ha they have someone who is responsible for them. I think that has always worked out really well um, at the party that I've attended. Um, and I think also um, it's more important um, that um, the, the person who vouches for the individual be a woman, usually. Um, because if it's just, you know, a guy kind of inviting his other guy friends and, you know, I feel like there's a lot more kind of potential for harm there. Whereas um, having having women kind of vouch for their partners or, you know, other friends, I've generally, in my personal experience, found um, to be a much safer bet. This is obviously a massive generalization, but that has been kind of my experience with organizing and attending sex parties um, over the years. So what do you do for location? I mean, certainly this isn't something, well, I don't know, maybe a smaller group that you're somewhat vetting strongly you might have over to your own home or something but i would think when it gets larger that gets even trickier yeah so uh, that's a great question so for me like i said you know my my gatherings are much more intimate so i usually have them at my home um and that works out pretty well um you know you kind of have uh, you just you know <laughs> put out towels and mattresses and cushions everywhere and you just kind of just improvise with the space and um cling film is also really good if, if, if for things um you know, if they get messy. Um, but for kind of the larger ones that I've attended, I know that, um, you know, for the kind of large like, ticketed events, mm -hmm. they usually, like the ticket money goes to like, you know, uh, like renting like an Airbnb or something for a night. Um, and I, I imagine 
you know, I don't know how much detail they tell these Airbnb hosts. <laughs> you know, I don't know how much they tell these hosts about like what they're going to do with it. I assume they just say, oh, we're going to have a party. And, mm-hmm. you know, like if the party involves sex, like, you know, that's kind of part of the deal. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, what I know other people have done. Um, they usually get, uh, they usually just, you know, get, based on uh, the number of people attending, they just get an Airbnb or kind of a space to accommodate that. Yeah. Cool. What, so what is it like for, let's say, if I were to attend a party and if I'd never been to a party like this before, and let's say somebody vouched for me, and, and I mean, I, I really, it, I, I can understand the first half, the mingling and the party aspect of it, but it's, it strikes me as near, uh, nearly bizarre to just say, to just approach somebody and say, hey, so this is a sex party, why don't we have sex? Well, that's because you and I talk so much. We don't know how to really hook up. <laughs> that's why it seems a little confusing. We have been to a couple of house parties before. We've never yeah. hooked up with anybody. <laughs> we Wait, really? Yeah, we've talked too much. All right. That's what we say. We jokingly say. But we've never hooked up with anyone at a house party. Oh, uh, uh, So is that, and actually that's going to lead into another question, but let's start with this first one, though, okay. is what do, you, what do you recommend to people to kind of get to say it's okay to go ask somebody for sex? Um, I think it's just kind of, <laughs> I don't think this is super helpful, obviously, but like, <laughs> you know, you kind of sense like the vibe, like, right. If you're, um, if you're, if you're like talking to someone and, you know, uh, like there's, there's, I think the kind of your surroundings kind of set the tone for you, to be honest, if there are pe- other people having sex around you, you're kind of, you know, half naked already, you know, you both know why you're here. Um, the kind of, you know, that already kind of sets the tone and helps things along a bit, I feel. Um, but then I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with just being being direct, just going like, hey, uh, you know, I find you attractive. I'd like to do something. Is that something you might be comfortable with? However, um, I think something that has also really helped is kind of having icebreakers um, at the start of a party. Oh, so that's something yeah. that I really like to do to kind of um, warm people up because I think, well, you know, an orgy isn't kind of an everyday occurrence. A lot of people don't really know kind of what they're doing, like what the what the etiquette is, how to kind of kick things off. And I think um, there was always a very interesting point, like in between like the mingling and the sex, um, where like, you know, everyone's kind of inching closer to that moment and everyone's thinking about it, but no one knows how to start it. Um, so what I like to do is kind of icebreakers. And um, the icebreakers that I have at my event are, um, so I have, a, have, I have a couple of kind of card games Oh, well, card games is a kind of loose term for it. I have, you know, decks of cards that have kind of conversation starters on them. Okay. Um, one that I really like to use um, is the, um, there's a game, there's a game called Truth or Drink. Um, it's by uh, this company called Cut. Um, they do some really funny YouTube videos. Um, and like the Truth or Drink game has five different decks of, decks of cards. And one of the cards, one of the decks is um, specifically about kind of sex and drugs and that kind of thing and more more kind of racy um 18 plus kind of stuff and i love to take that deck and i just kind of uh, pick cards out of it and go oh you know like i open questions to the floor and ask people about uh, to share their experiences and thoughts on things you know this could, could be questions like um how uh, like you know um have you ever considered having a threesome um what would you do in like this this situation um in this kind of role play like which uh, would you prefer to be like seduced or to be the seducer that kind of stuff and it kind of uh, sets the tone and gets the mood going gets people thinking um and you know 
like that, I think that is something that really helps. I think another one that's really common is spin the bottle. I mean, people use spin the bottle at regular parties anyway, um, but in a kind of slightly, slightly modified version of spin the bottle. So, you know, at the kind of house parties you probably grew up in, uh, grew up having at college or something, um, you spin the bottle and then you just kiss each other. And there's not kind of that much negotiation of consent. Um, but at the ones that I like to hold, uh, to use, like we play spin the bottle, but you know, wherever the bottle points, the person who spun it goes, um, you know, I would like to do X activity. Is that something that uh, that you would be interested in? And the person who, you know, the bottle's pointing to goes uh, either, oh yeah, no, I'd love to do that. Let's do it. Or um, actually I would prefer if we did, you know, Y activity instead, oh. and then they do it. And I think um, that's not only a good way to kind of uh, set the tone, but also to um, open a conversation about consent. Right. And kind of set set the tone for party because I think that's the most important thing. I think um, a lot of people go to sex parties and think, you know, oh, what if what if someone kind of touches me inappropriately? What if like someone, um, you know, does something I don't want them to do, etc. And I think like having that in place and you know, um, emphasizing the importance of consent and kind of constant communication is the difference between a good sex party and a bad sex party, in my opinion. I love that. And I love that spin the bottle because, it, but it leads me into wondering, and maybe that the way you've described it avoids it as being an issue because I always have the concern when I've, when I've hosted parties, not necessarily straight up sex parties, but play parties, any kind of party is the person that shows up that when somebody spins the bottle and they point at that person, everybody's like, Ugh, oh geez, no, uh, you know, and of course I don't want to be that guy, right? There's somebody spin the bottle and it points at me, and they're like, mm, "No, you know, you're not really my, um, my anything, anything." But you know, do you have, as a party organizer, what is your responsibility there if somebody shows up who either they're unskillful or they're just not attractive to the people that are there, or do you have any responsibility? They're so, yeah, oh, whatever. Bad for you. <laughs> well, I think at larger events, that might be more difficult to control. But then again, if at larger events, you have more options. So, you know, if you don't vibe with one crowd, you just move to another, right? Whereas at the kind of smaller events that I've organized, like I said before, you know, all, all my ones have been kind of among friends and partners and that kind of thing. And so everyone knows each other. Everyone gets along. Um, and, you know, everyone, even if you don't want to, like, have sex with someone like you are at least kind of physically comfortable with them in some sense. Okay. Um, there's not a really kind of animosity. Um, and also another thing that I like to consider for kind of small gatherings is I like to uh, make sure that every person who is attending um, has at least two potential op options. <laughs> um, that's a finer detail that I like to personally um, kind of make sure of to make sure that everyone has a good time. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, this is just kind of just, kind of basic party hosting type things, right? You know, you, when you're organizing like a regular kind of dinner party, um, you sometimes think about, oh, like who uh, at the dinner table, like who should sit next to whom and whatever, you know, you kind of orchestrate that. So it's kind of similar, um, just in a different context. So, so does it not extend to error and not just generally, have you ever been as an organizer, been in a situation where you've thought, Oh man, look at Lisa's here. And I know she wants to get laid, but nobody's interested in her. Hey, Phil, would you mind boning Lisa? You know, just because I'm just trying to be a good party host, right? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far okay. um, because at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I, I do my best, obviously, to make sure that there's like kind of options and chemistry. But at the end of the day, if someone's like too anxious or if someone just doesn't want to, if they just don't vibe with the people there on the night, you know, it's kind of not my place to tell someone, hey, you should go and bone that person. So, uh, you know, they feel more comfortable. I feel more comfortable. Um, I don't feel that's right, personally. Mm-hmm. Have you ever... Uh, and of course, all this conversation, you're allowed to say none of your damn business. Um, <laughs> have you ever approached anyone? And I think oh, yeah. and the reason I ask that is I believe that m- many of our, maybe not our listeners, but general, at least from what I've seen on some of the groups that I'm on, people have this assumption that a female bodied human being showing up, showing up at a sex party is just going to have to beat people off. Everybody wants to dance with them where male-bodied people are going to get, you know, they'll, they'll have to stand in line. And we have a lot of, you know, maybe whether it's legitimate or not, there is some pushback on, oh, not enough, no more single males are allowed at this party. Mm. Um, so is that anything like the case or does it not happen that way at all? And you said you have had, to, or you've chosen to approach people. Oh yeah, like there definitely. Uh, I will admit that, like there is that kind of bias. You know, as a female-bodied person, um, you know, I probably get more options. You know, I'm, you know, I I can get away with kind of more kind of uh, aggressive flirtation um, compared to you know if I was a man. Um, but uh, I I have been rejected at sex parties. <laughs> um, but uh, I think one incident that comes to mind is like I hit on a couple at an orgy because uh, we were talking. And, um, you know, they were both very attractive. Uh, and I said as much, you know, I said it, I said to them, oh, um, you know, like, I, I like, I find, I find you both really attractive and, you know, I feel like we've got something good going. Like, is there, you know, might you be interested in kind of joining me upstairs, you know, where the bedrooms were later. Um, and this couple were like, oh, actually, um, we're, we're not actually planning on kind of having sex with anyone else tonight. We actually kind of, I think they're quite new to the scene. Um, and basically what they wanted to do was kind of have sex with each other around other people, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of look, but not touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in some circles that's called like soft swinging or something. Um, well, not quite soft swinging, but <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is why, and here's another thing about orgies. I think um, even if you don't want to have sex with anyone, I think it's a really good opportunity to kind of satisfy any kind of exhibitionism kink that you yes. might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, I, th- I think that's something that uh, people quite pe- people don't think about because you go to sex party and you're like, oh my god, I need to get laid. I need to find someone. I need to pair up. <laughs> um, but actually, that doesn't have to be the case. You can absolutely have fun on your own, just kind of enjoying um, kind of your sensuality in that space. And because like in that kind of environment, it's, you know, there are people of kind of all body types um, walking around, just being comfortable in their own skin. And it creates a really empowering atmosphere, no matter what you look like. Um, And actually I have found personally that like um, orgies have had a surprisingly wholesome atmosphere because of that. I think everyone's just really, um, really just confident um, or, you know, they're able to kind of put on a different persona just for one night and kind of try that out and try out different roles and try different things and do things that they might've never done, uh, never even considered doing in other spaces. But back to your question about kind of approaching people. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, people approach me and I approach them and it's some, it's, it's sometimes it's a kind of direct kind of thing. Sometimes it's more of a like kind of slow gravitational pull and then you're kind uh-huh. of like, 
you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but um, I think people are also because of the kind of consent stuff that gets set up at the beginning, at least at the well-organized ones I've attended. Um, people are also cautious, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I think pe- uh, people um, at the ones I've there's a very very good party I went to once where basically. Um, they had a blacklist. So they not only did they kind of vet people who attended, but they also had a blacklist. Basically, if anyone has ever said anything bad about you as pertains to kind of sex and consent and that kind of thing, you will never be invited to this party ever. Mm. Um, and so everyone who attends is kind of, you know, they go through the process um, and everyone also knows how strict the rules are. And they know that if they do one tiny misstep, they get kicked out immediately. And so because of that, everyone's very kind of um, careful and open and honest and communicative. Um, and so it kind of makes things easier that way because, you know, you kind of don't want to go into that gray area of, oh, I'll just kind of move closer and kind of slide my hand, put my hand on her cheek and see what happens. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to try that at all. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of back to the consent thing. And that's why it's so important because right. you don't want to, have any any shred of a doubt, especially in a, a group situation. Cool. So I've I've got the question that I always ask <clears throat> when it comes to sex, because I would love to be part of orgies. I would love to be part of all this stuff, you know, multiple people and just free flowing sex and you know things like that. But I have a huge fear of STIs. So safer sex. How is that covered? You know, in an orgy, do people just talk? Is it automatically assumed? Are people vetted ahead of time with test paperwork? Or, you know, how far does it go? Um, so for the smaller gatherings, I think this is easier to, mm-hmm. to do, obviously. You know, get, like ask everyone um, to send over test results um, and, you know, positive or negative, whatever. And um, I think another thing is to kind of provide uh, condoms or dental dams or gloves or whatever um at, at parties like I know at um like the the ones that the the really good one I attended there were literally condoms strewn all over the floor like you could not miss them uh you'd walk into your room and there would just be like 40 condoms like on a bed and you, you know I remember like we were in kind of like a pile and there was someone across the room who was just like hey someone chuck me a condom and someone across the room just like threw it <laughs> and, you know like they're so and I it you know having that kind of um like visual reminder mm-hmm. um means you know people people are uh, people have no excuse like you can't make the excuse of oh you know it kind of feels better that way and uh, like no they're right there go get one mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah so like that, i think like you know that kind of um safety is like if you make it really easy for people they will have no excuse um but um, i mean otherwise like uh, if 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 it's kind of important to you um definitely kind of bring it up in conversation and usually you know like people will be ready to answer questions and if they're not then you know you probably wouldn't want to interact with them anyway right right yeah yeah so um yeah that's kind of another thing that uh, people cover but i think on a larger scale um you know it'd be definitely be more difficult to kind of get results from everyone and that kind of thing so it's kind of um it's more about kind of standing up for yourself in that situation okay cool that makes sense yep all right i got one more question for you if you don't mind Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and host a sex party what mm-hmm. is the? I didn't say you're invited. Oh damn! Somebody's got to watch the dog. Um, what is the one 
rookie mistake that you would say, don't do this? Ooh. That's a thinker. I know, I know. I mean, the obvious one, don't serve chili. Is that too obvious? Is that- oh. <laughs> no, let's go. Oh, okay. No, 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 yeah, I've covered quite a few things already, but I think um, one I think I've missed is kind of like food and drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely don't serve kind of flaming hot Cheetos, uh, which, you know, because the dust gets all your fingers and it gets messy. <laughs> um, so I uh, would not recommend kind of any kind of sticky foods. Uh, or like things that crumble and whatever. Um, I think fruit is a good idea. Um, you know, I think uh, actually, I think, you know, because usually these parties last for quite a while, people would quite like the refreshment. Um, and uh, just kind of, uh, I, I don't I don't know, my fruit is the only one that comes to mind, but, you know, nut, nuts, kind of uh, biscuits, something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, like don't, don't serve any food that will stick to your hands and possibly, you know, go into other people at you know a later sure. time oh yeah no, no icing on the fingers no yes. sugar oh yeah. No, yeah yeah absolutely not <laughs> absolutely actually, not I, I am gonna have the i have one more question for you actually when you say biscuits do you mean cookies oh yeah like yeah or like cra- or cra- that, crackers yeah. or whatever you call them yep i i learned that on the uh great what is it british great baking british show? baking bake-off yes. or bake something off or whatever. Yes. they talk about biscuits i'm like biscuits <laughs> Because biscuits are like here, you know, they're they're big. big. Flour, they're not blobs. <laughs> yeah, they're not crunchy. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. So, um, Leanne, thank you very much. Leanne can be found at the Polyphilia blog. How do I find the Polyphilia blog? Sure. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the same username, Polyphilia blog. That's P O L Y P H I L I A B L O G. And I also have a website at polyphiliablog.wordpress.com. Um, and I also have a shop on Redbubble, Polyphilia Shop, where you can find various polyamory merchandise. Nice. Very cool. All right. So hang out with us for a little bit as we wrap this thing up. Dawn, you, uh, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, when you're not attending sex parties, you are uh, presenting a lot of classes and stuff. And I, sometimes I, I do as well. What do you got coming up? So um, I only listed one thing coming up because we have a huge list on, um, I just sent the newsletter out a couple of days ago, which has the whole list of all of our classes on FetLife under our name, Dan and Dawn. You can find our whole list or under my name, Dan Zarani. You can find the whole list. But the next thing that we have coming up, I mean, I've got some Eros gathering stuff coming up in the next couple of days, mm-hmm. which is uh, sacred sexuality and energy work. But we are also presenting for a group in Southern California on March 14th. So that is this Sunday. And we're doing um, creating a powerful power exchange relationship. And where's this group located? So in Southern California. And do we but get it's to on go there? Zoom. No, it's on Zoom. You can find the link under our name. So Dan and Don. I, I do miss the traveling. I do miss the traveling as well. But it is still really neat to um, make a cup of coffee, jump into my office, have my beautiful tapestry behind me in my mm-hmm. office, and log on. And there's people from all over, all over so there. So I've met people from Austria and, and Sweden and all kinds of stuff. It's really awesome. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, the reason Dawn doesn't have to mention all of these things. And, because you don't like me to? It, that's absolutely <laughs> one of them. But also because you can have find out about them if you subscribe to the Erotic Awakening newsletter. It's another way. And actually, it's just another way 
that you can that you it's just a little thank you to be honest when you subscribe mm-hmm. to the newsletter it makes us feel good to see oh look there's somebody else on the newsletter we had someone unsubscribe today but that's okay because we have so many people subscribing it's amazing Awesome like, people like Jennifer from California. Wild Kitten from California. Christy from Kentucky. Miss Bonnie from Melbourne, Australia. Sarah from Chicago. Melissa from Dayton. Eric from West Virginia. Kat from Texas. Randy from K- Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa from Indiana. Ruth from here in Ohio. And Gazelle, I think I said that right, from Indiana. Head over to eroticawakening.com and get your EA shout out. Sign up for the occasional newsletter, get latest podcast news, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, Dawn, when you were a youngin', did yes. you ever have one of those little interactive books? Oh, like a choose your own story now, book? Now, Le- Leanne, you are a younger than us human being, that's fair to say. And I know we want to. <laughs> You, you talk on uh, your blog about what it's like to be a younger person in, in poly, the, the world of polyamory. So do you know, or have you ever been, have you ever come across these choose your own adventure books? Oh, like, like Goosebumps? I, Is Goosebumps like that? You know, I bought my kids the whole collection, and I don't know if they're like that. Is it where you get to like so a what, part in the story? What it is, is you open the Yeah, you flip read. to a page and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what it is for people that don't, aren't familiar with it, you might have this book and you open the book and it says, um, John walks up to the dungeon. Should he, if you want him to open the door, go to page 12. But if you want him to run like a coward, go to page 14. Which and you kind, can choose your own adventure that way. What kind of dungeon? Like Dungeons and Dragons or Kinky Dungeon? Well, <laughs> John's... Because if he runs away screaming, that's, that's kind of telling. <laughs> it is kind of telling. Either way, it's kind of telling. <laughs> Not much of a book after page 14. He's running away screaming. And John lives his life and is an accountant. And okay. End of story. Anyway. Hey, we know an accountant. Never mind. <laughs> the reason I bring this up, this interactive book, is because uh, Joanna Angel, who has been on the show a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Uh, she just published a new interactive book about someone named... Naomi, and you can navigate Naomi through the day shifts of her job at the strip club, and it's the same thing. It's an interactive book where you get to pick, should Naomi do a um, private dance for her ex or something else? Should her first music scene be to jazz or should it be to bebop (laughs) or whatever? Those are not legitimate. Those are not real selections no, but there's things real along, those lines, along right? those lines awesome just well, that thought that was really neat this idea and of an interactive adventure this like book that. just came out too didn't it absolutely just just came out um we have not had a chance to get too deep into it ourselves but i just love the idea of it navigating <laughs> naomi through things and making choices well then you can read the book more than once because you can choose different things oh that's a great pot great yeah. thought yeah so you don't like how this one went this time you go back read it and Choose something else. So that book is called Club 42 by Joanna Angel, a old-time uh, guest and friend of the podcast. Awesome. So I see that, um, Leanne, since you are still here, we are going to ask you to participate in pulling of the Kickstarter cards. And we warned you that these are random before <laughs> we got started, so you don't uh-huh. know might show up. Let me pull out the directions again. All right. Pick some? Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, Leanne, one, two, or three? Uh, three. Okay. So here's one. 
Here's okay. two. Here's three. Don, I'll take number one. What do you got? Okay, so number one <laughs> is the implement of a feather. I have done some scenes with a feather. Um, people kind of assume I am more leaning towards the kinky BDSM paddle type stuff. I've certainly included some feathers, especially ostrich feathers, which are particularly long. Not a huge fan, to be honest, though. It's something that yeah, I'll play with on occasion. Not a big deal. Not a big fan. Yeah, not yep. a big fan. Not okay. a big fan. Cool. Neither, you? No, not so much. Though I will say, oh wait, I can't call him that name on the show anymore. Uh, someone that I play with, <laughs> we we there was we were at a huge hotel event. There was no equipment left in any of the dungeons, so we sat in the um, social area and just went through the deck of cards, and we got to feather. And I'm like, nah, not really interested. And he whispered in my ear, which I won't share, what he would do with said feather. <laughs> and I'm like, you can leave that in the deck. We will see if that comes comes to fruition. <laughs> Leanne, you ever play with a feather? Anything does anything for you? Oh, yeah. Um, I have not had it used on me, but I have used it uh, on someone else. Um, and I kind of like to contrast it with um, impact play. So, oh, you know, nice. yeah, so kind of use a use a flogger or something. And then kind of while it's kind of still sting- stinging, kind of go over it gently with a feather, just so there's a little bit of sensation. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like playing with kind of both at the same time. But I think the feather on its own to me would be a bit boring. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. That works cool. for me. Don? Yes. Um, so before I tell you what yours is, it might be modified because I don't know if you've had a chance for dinner yet. I have had dinner. Okay. All right. That won't modify it then. So Don, how do you feel about whipped cream, honey, or syrups? Eh, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay. I'm, I'm not much into adding flavors. I like the flavor of skin and what it is that I'm supposed to be tasting. <laughs> fair <laughs> what about you i have and i'm trying to remember if it was you that did this or somebody Uh-oh. else who <laughs> knows i've definitely had whipped cream shot onto me and then licked off but i don't recall it being particularly anything yeah you know? it's an extra thing i'd rather have my concentration on the thing i should be <laughs> concentrating on Whipped cream's extra. It's it's like you have to make sure you got the can and you got to shoot the thing. And then it's all about the external instead of. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have certainly eaten bananas off people and it's been super sensual and super yes, sexy. That is true. So maybe I true. just, maybe I need to revisit my whipped cream skills. Okay. Not on, not on up here. <laughs> yeah. Not down there. It's sugar. Yeah. Yes, the sugar does <laughs> nasty things to women. So, yeah. do do you like whipped cream at all, Luann? Uh, like so, I yeah. Regarding kind of specifically whipped cream, um, honey syrups, definitely not because I think those are very kind of sticky substances, yes. and I don't yeah. really care for them that much. Um, but um, I have kind of drunk things like off, off of like various parts of someone's body so you know kind of the dip in someone's collarbone kind Ooh. of I, I've kind of poured um kind of liqueurs and that kind of thing in there and kind of like sipped it or kind of licked it off um that, that kind of surface because it creates a little kind of indent little kind of mini bowl yeah, um, yeah. on someone's body and I like to p- play with that kind of thing all kind of the small of someone's back that's another good place um but yeah I kind of I, I like to play more with kind of uh, less 
I guess, viscous liquids yeah. Um, yeah. is the term. So uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on food play. But regarding the ma- bananas, actually, Dan, that uh, reminded me of a uh, of an orgy that my partner went to, which I did not attend. This was a New Year's Eve party. Okay. Um, about like two years ago, I think. Um, and basically at that event, like the kind of, uh, I, I, they had a kind of opening ceremony. He told me about this and I thought it was completely ridiculous, but apparently, it, well, there are photos, so it's true. Um, and basically they, uh, one of, one of the hosts of the event, like she lay down on a long, long table and, um, she was covered in fruit, you know, grapes, mm-hmm. strawberries, okay. whatever, her whole body. And basically, um, she invited everyone to eat the fruit of her without using their hands. Mm. Um, and it was a very, I wasn't there for this, but, um, apparently it was, it was very fun, very interesting. <laughs> I had um, done that with someone before I was at, uh, Kinko de Mayo, I think it was. And I know exactly who it was. And because I knew who it was, you know, that that's why it made it really interesting. And she was covered in fruit. And I uh, remember licking off pineapple off of her nipples. I have not Ooh. had dinner, so this is really hot sounding right now. Uh-huh. Maybe after I eat, maybe it wouldn't be so hot. I actually, um, there's a particular fetish about, oh God, I'm going to have to use the word cannibalism because I can't remember the actual name of the fetish, where you can you eat food off people as if you're eating the person. Um, Boy, that doesn't sound hot at all. But who, uh, anyway, but we better get to, let's it. get to it Leanne's is, It is a fetish. Know. Okay, so we have an implement for Leanne. The toy you never leave your house. You Without. never leave at home. <laughs> toy you never leave at home. <laughs> toy you never leave at home. Your hand. hand. And in this context, I assume that the card is suggesting um, impact play, spanking, that kind of thing, but only with hands versus paddles or something. Hmm. Um... I don't. I don't know about that. I prefer kind of using uh, using paddles and other things. I feel like you can be more kind of creative. And also, um, so I tend to take a more kind of dominant role in BDSM situations. And the truth is, because I uh, the, the truth behind that is because um, I don't have a high tolerance for pain at all. Okay. <laughs> Um, and it's a bit ironic because obviously like, uh, you know, if, if I, if, um, someone was doing to me what I had done to them, like I would absolutely not be able to take it. <laughs> that's kind of the irony. Um, but yeah, that's why I don't like using my hand because it probably ends up hurting me more than, exactly. more than the other person. I totally doubt with that. I, oh. I, I'm very much similar in that I, um, if I catch myself on the backswing of a flogger, I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm the only submissive in this bunch, and I love the hand being used on me. It's well, very sensual. It's very personable, and and you can you can do a few things with a hand. <laughs> that must be how it got in the deck, then. Probably so. I, I chose some of the cards. <laughs> we have a really cool. Um, Question coming up, which we're going to actually, I, I was going to, we were going to talk about this today and talk about discrete play mm-hmm. uh, more than just toys, but it's actually going to be a topic instead of just a throwaway question on the podcast. I'm going to hold it off onto that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that came up, I think, as a result of the new Discord channel. Yeah. So we tried the Kick channel and we've got like six, we have five seven. or six or seven people regular. And mm-hmm. we have 80 or 90 bots, bots that, that we have to in kick in. out every day. Yeah. 
So, and um, so it was a suggestion and we tried it, but it's not really working. So Dan created the Discord channel yesterday. Yep. And there's already so much conversation on there. It's fantastic. So I we use Discord with a couple of other groups that we attend, but um, this one is pretty neat. And if you're a Patreon supporter, there's extra chat rooms that only Patreon supporters get into. So that's yes. kind of neat. So um, we will release that information in another week or two. We're still beta testing it, still mm-hmm. getting the bugs out. I don't want to moderate huge groups. Right. I want to have friends that have conversations. Right. And that's, so what, that's where we're that's shooting what for this that will balance be. Yep. And uh, just getting close to wrapping this thing up, uh, it just so happens that... Oh, you remembered to put this on here. Okay. Yes. Cool. So I tried to say someone's name for an EA shout out a couple of weeks back, and it seems that Dan butchered it, and then I tried to fix it and butchered it as well. <laughs> so the person's name is Nia. Okay, let me try this. Nia Mayu. Nia Mayu. Nia Mayu. So awesome. So thanks for pointing that out. And thanks for, for <laughs> pronouncing the pronunciation guide. Exactly. So we do have a little bit of tentacles and food on boobs, but um, it's it's actually really kind of weird in that the tentacles that I have, my sister linked me <laughs> to it on Facebook. So oh. I have, yeah, I have people that are kinky on my vanilla Facebook and they're very, very cool. But every once in a while, they'll link me to like a knit octopus hat or an octopus chandelier, or something. And they won't say anything, because they know I like tentacle sex, right? So they won't say anything, but they'll link me to these little things. So people like my sister and my mother-in-law have picked up that I like tentacles. So now they send me links to crocheted hats and aprons. And all oh my stuff. God. And I'm like, my daughter-in-law has even bought me tea towels with octopuses on them. And it's like, oh, you guys have no clue. <laughs> and it's like, so anyway, my sister sent me this link, <laughs> this beautiful crocheted hat. So take that hat. And yes. apparently I've got cu- cupcakes on boobs. You do. Discord. And it came in right before I went for my salt float. So you need to go to Discord and look at the cupcakes on boobs. I was just on Discord. I've got to go Were look you? for it. It's there. It's and there. And what we can I do promise. is we'll start taking all of these uh, tentacles and food on boobs and other cool things people send us and start posting them in the not safe for work image part of Discord. Mm-hmm. So, so that we can share it with everybody. Cool. We also have an Instagram. I did post... Oh, we didn't talk about this because I was sick last week. So Dan and I actually hit our 20th collaring anniversary. So on Instagram, I made a little picture of what we looked like 20 years ago at our collaring (laughs) and what we look like now (laughs) 20 years later. So it's really cool. So yeah, we just hit 20 years and um, we've got stuff to talk about about that. So we're actually working on another Power Exchange book. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Lots of other stuff that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of podcasts. For example, I took my motorcycle ride out for the first time today. Um, I meant to. As it's I... getting nicer out. You are doing the salt float things, which people want to know about. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of cool stuff coming up. But that's not today. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening. 
take a look at the options like this kind of stuff, extra content, and more. And more. So our next Zoom meeting, we will have information going out to our Patreon supporters. That is next week, I believe. So, <sighs> I can. We just put a book, <laughs> yes. a flirting book for our Patreon people. Yes. And we'll get ready to do the expanded porch time, which we should probably talk about on the podcast. Probably should. So that would be fun. Anyway, I'll try again. What? Bye, Dan. Bye, dog. Bye, Leanne. Bye, Leanne.